Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to This Week in Hospitality Marketing, the podcast show number 412 with your host, Lauren Gray. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Hospitality Marketing, the podcast. I am your host, Lauren Gray, and this is episode number 412. So each week, we spend around 20 to 30 minutes sharing the most interesting tools, news, and techniques being used in marketing for the hospitality industry. We also do a quick recap of our weekly live TV show this week in hospitality marketing, which airs every Friday at 11.30 a.m. Eastern U.S. time on the Hospitality Channel TV station. So with that, let's get started. And now, today's new resource tool. So our tools for review... Yeah, we have three, um, <laughs> which we normally, we tend to average about three, I guess, each time. Uh, but we have three this time. And of course, quickly, you're going to see some of the correlations as to why we picked the three as we did. The first is a platform we have discussed briefly once before, we're now for a different reason. And that is Brandalyzer.com, B-R-A-N-A-L-Y-Z-E-R.com. Brandalyzer.com. It's an interesting, what I call an aggregation site. What it is doing is trying to translate the ability of capturing data from a variety of sources, using it into their uh, algorithms, or in this case now uh, more AI usage to it, and coming up with other ways to look at the constructed data. What do I mean by this? Well, when you look at the old world of Google Analytics that we're just passed out of, GA3, into the world of GA4, We've been really hounding on just Google, Google, Google. What does Google do? What does Google show? How is Google putting this together? How do you put it into Report and Looker Studio? Or how do you read analytics? It's not the only place that you can derive a way of looking at BI intelligence tool. There are a dozen BI tools out there, thousands, hundreds, whatever. Um, but the, the usage of them is tailored to either the creation process, and but there's a, a properties and tools out there that have a standard formatting capability. And this one's very tailored to marketing. Brandalizer allows you to look at, say, for instance, uh, your SEO value proposition. Okay. And meanwhile, they'll also look at your SEM value proposition. They'll look at your social proposition. And they'll look at your content related to SEO, but messaging, as well as your competitors and uh, how you're looking at for security and what are you looking at, at a variety of sources. Uh, in addition to all your SERP data, search engine results data and so forth, but it brings it all into one user interface, one dashboard capability that you can look at that once you say, hey, this is who I want to look at, then it can go over and give you relevant information based upon what you're asking it to display for you. There's two sides to the coin of value to a tool such as this. One is self-evaluation, how and what do you look like, as well as competitor evaluation, how do they look like what they're doing. Um, so for that reason, it's a very useful research tool for yourself for SWOT analysis and competitive analysis. And we'll talk more about it in our technique discussion coming up. So our next tool is Vassal.com, V-A-I-Z-L-E.com. Vassal, um, probably saying it differently than what they intended, but we'll see. Vassal, Basil, Vassal, Vin. You'll see it by the, uh, the URL when you go look at it. Vazel is um, a direct 
usage of comparison. It's, it, I, I look at this tool as being a much more competitive evaluation pacing user interface. And what I mean by that is that you are actually asking for a direct comparison between your metrics that it knows about you and what you give it access to and a competitor or competitors that you select that you want to be compared against. I really look at this tool more of a how do I compare against X? How is it that I see myself for segmentations of marketing, for segmentations of social, for analytics, for audience sizes, engagements, SEO, um, you know, content development? How do I really truly measure up with line by line comparative metrics? What's my social engagement versus theirs? What's the value of my social engagement against theirs? What are specific things that they're doing in their social engagement as it compares to the specific things I'm doing in my social engagement? And I only took one out of the hat to give you of a way of looking and using this information. As a side note to the platform, I've also used it to monitor. Uh, where I've selected my comp set, my true comp sets by the category that I consider them comp sets. Like I may have a competitor in paid campaigns, but they don't hold a candle to me on social. Meanwhile, another competitor might be the inversion of that. And they're very strong in social and weak in another spot, but I want to keep track of their social. They're my, they're my pace car for social and the and the other uh, uh, competitor might be my pace car for paid campaigns. I want to watch them. I always want to sit on them and see what they're doing to make sure that I'm keeping up with them or if not keeping ahead of them, which is my preferable perspective of to what they're doing on those platforms. I've assigned them to be better or equal to as a peer. So Vassal is very good for that because I can designate what I want to track, how I want to track it, to whom I want to track it with. It takes a whole boat ton of sources that you can use that I don't use all of them, like Shopify. I don't use Shopify, but it's a great tool for things like this. So it's it's not built for our industry directly, but I use it specifically for the things I'm interested in. Uh, a lot of it goes with social engagements, paid campaigns, media campaigns, content campaigns, and relative analytics associated with those. So Vassal, V-A-I-Z-L-E.com is our second tool. Third tool. We have referred to this tool several times for a variety of reasons and for good and for good reasons, I should say, because it is a go-to source for me, and that is serranking.com, S-E-R-A-N-K-I-N-G.com. Serranking.com is, other than SEO Insights, my de facto platform to go to for real SEO analytics. How is my uh, site and how is my competitor's sites performing? Now, obviously, with competitor sites, you don't get actual data from the tracking that the competitive sites use, but it can, from a third-person perspective, see general information. There's a huge amount of information that can draw just from an outside spectator perspective of your competitors and draw that comparison to the insight information it has about your website. You connect it to your analytics platforms and so forth, and it uses that information to derive how you look. Now, it does more than SEO, okay? Um, a few things, I, one of the strongest reasons I use the SE ranking for is research. Uh, what should I show up for? What am I showing up for now? And then what should I show up for that I'm not showing up for as well as I should? What are my competitors showing up for that I might want to show up for in comparison? Uh, again, more of a SWOT analysis in comparison to how I'm 
pacing to what my competitors, my perceived competitors, my defined competitors might be, and my discoverable competitors I might not know I'm competing with. And that's usually destination competition. It's not necessarily property to property ratio. You're not competing with a hotel in a exact other location unless they're actively pursuing your audiences and they're making themselves a direct competitor of you. And that's that's a discoverable aspect that SEO, SEO ranking can create. They can see how you pace and place for your type of property, and you can quickly see who else ranks in SEO world that is measure for measure against you. And it might be somebody that is in a different market. It, I say this because as I'm telling you the examples of this, it actually happened where I'm sitting there going, wow, I mean, why? who am I competing with in my market? And it's like mirror, mirror on the wall. Nobody, nobody can match what you're doing except for this one hotel in this other city is crushing you for the same things you're trying to show up for. What the heck? And they were after going after the same demographic market as I was for what my hotel was offering versus what their hotel was offering. They're wanting them to say, instead of going to that destination X, you want to come to our destination Y. And the hotel really drove itself to basically compete against me being the one that's competing against them for the same people. And that didn't get discovered without using SE ranking. And uh, it was it was kind of one of those, huh, okay, well then, well played. And then we adjusted our, our strategy after that to identify ourselves specific to our market and why our market was a better selection than their market for the things that we could identify as such and to avoid the things that we couldn't identify so much, if you know what I mean. So there you have it, our three tools with a whole mess of cotton candy wrapped around them. First tool is brandalizer.com. The second is vazzle.com. And the third is serranking.com. And we're about to discover why we put these three tools together in our technique of the week. Now for this week's hospitality technique. So our technique with discussion this week, the topic is how to redefine new KPIs. For those not familiar with the variety of the acronyms that we use, I think hospitality is second only to the military on acronyms. How to take long sentences and crunch them down into uselessly weird acronyms. So KPIs, key performance indicators, by definition, these are the markers that we refer to as metric benchmarks. The KPI, Key Performance Indicator, is this number is used for a value proposition that we measure ourselves by. This is a measuring stick for us. This is either a goal, a benchmark, or in the cases of negative KPIs, meaning we don't want to hit these numbers, basements. Either which way, redefining KPIs. And this goes back to a little bit of a, of a stomping on the ground foot uh, thing that I just did our soapbox where I was talking about we're fixated on Google. I've been fixated on Google because of the GA4 transition coming up. Uh, all of that, that it's, it's one thing to be prepared and aware for that transition of trackability. It's another to use the definitions and the data beyond that for actionability. Uh, reports are great, and we've had this discussion both on the live show and occasionally on the podcast here, the difference between reporting and analytics. Reportings are static, analytics is interpretive. Analytics uses reporting to derive action items. Reporting sit by themselves, don't do anything. They're, they're a status, a slice, an indication at a moment of time of referencing. It's not one of those things that uh, in and of itself creates change. 
Uh, it is used in change as a reference of defining what the change should be. So if a report says that something's bad, you act by making it good. If something says it's good, you act by how to make it better. But the report itself doesn't do that. It's the action of the analysis of the data on the report that does that. And so for that reason, KPIs are burgeoned from that because KPIs come into the, the static world of, of reports. These numbers mean something. And in the world of action items, of interpretations of the dashboards and interpretations of, of the data to create things to do about those KPIs. The issue with KPIs as it relates purely to Google, we're so much in the world of how GA3 has operated in past, which is the universal analytics that we're transitioning July 1st from, that we forget that there's other sources of data that can be brought together with the data we're getting from our websites to have a larger perspective on the world. I don't, I'm trying to stay away from buzzwords like holistic and things like this, but holistic by its original pure definition meant to be inclusive, broadened beyond the spectrum of the discipline to the other things that might have influence on what you're focused on. It's kind of the difference between a liberal arts education and a, uh, a major which is specific to an industry like a business or something like this. Liberal arts was to allow you to be touching other ways of looking at the same things that you were focusing on, um, philosophy and what have you, when it came to your business acumen. That, that if you're a business major, that's one thing. If, if you leave a college that was fixated on a particular major, that was fine. But liberal arts degrees allowed you the ability to kind of flip the box upside down and shake it and do other ways of looking at the problem than just the singular skill set of a discipline. Tangent, I know, but relevant to this. The idea that these tools we just breezed through, the Brandalizer, the Vazel, the SE ranking, is because they're functional to looking at data with not only the source of data that we have from Google Analytics, the new GA4 that's rolling out, but also, more importantly, the idea that you need to look at the other things. I, I, since I've seemed to be on this college analogy discussion, I remember taking economics class in college, and I always contested, arguably, with my economics professor, that every predication that we talked about started with, if all things were constant, which we know they can't be, we're going to isolate this one thing and analyze it in its variable impacts. We created an artificial world, and that means that we get artificial results. At least that was my logic at the time. The reality of it is, is that you're looking at cause and effect and correlation values. In it of itself, that one item can't be definitively, this will always happen this way or it always won't happen this way as a result. But what it does mean is that it has a relevant influence on all of the mechanisms that are around it that we paused temporarily to evaluate this one. That same, too, is with a, again, buzzword, holistic view, that we look at our website analytics, we look at the information that's being provided, it, which is radically changing in the next few days, to the baseline that you should already be familiar, which is GA4. And now we have to look at other things. Um, it's kind of uh, wondering, like, uh, uh, you're fixing a car. Well, I know. It's a, we'll use another analogy, a, mecha, a, a mechanics analogy. Uh, you're a mechanic. And you've been called to a crash scene. And you get to the crash scene, and you look, and the car is smashed into the tree. And the question that comes from the owner of the car is, why isn't my engine running? And the simple, straightforward answer is, because it's in your front seat. Um, 
the idea if you only look at the way something works in the purity of just that one thing, you ignore the obvious potentially around it. Uh, in a hotel way, it's like, why aren't we getting business today? Have you noticed that you're under a hurricane alert <laughs> kind of thing? Maybe people don't want to come to your hotel. It has nothing to do with your staffing, your quality of product, your food quality, your service quality, your, your amenities. It's the fact that outside of the building, there's a storm that's coming and nobody wants to be in front of it. Not being aware of the weather component in that decision and only looking at the revenue numbers of why was our occupancy down that time. That's why I always harp about GM logs and stuff like this. It gives you some sense of looking back in history where it's like, wow, we, why were we such bad business that weekend? And you go look and say, oh, yeah, because the weather was really crappy that weekend and nobody wanted to show up. That kind of Captain Obvious stuff is actually not as obvious as you may think. So how to refine new KPIs like I said, with the tools of Brandalizer, Vazel, and SE Ranking, come from the idea of looking at all the resources that are available. What are your competitors doing? What is your social doing in comparison to what your SEO is doing compared to what your paid campaigns are doing? How much are you doing that's similar to your competitors, not similar to your competitors? How much are you doing of one thing and not of another thing? Is there a balancing that you need to look at other channels of opportunity, like your social's lacking in comparison to your competitors? It's lacking in comparison to your paid campaigns? And therefore it's worthy of considering changing it that ability to redefine your kpis is critical to understanding the new world we're entering into in the next few days with the transition to ga4 coming up it's pure and simple we have to change our understanding of the data that's being used in a way that benefits how we can best use it going forward the modality of how the data is being collected is fundamentally different. If you're not aware of it, it needs to be something you learn quickly of. And we'll continue on with the discussions of GA4 as it happens. As a matter of fact, on our, our topic review of our live show from today, we'll touch on that as well. Which, you know what? I think we've kind of beaten the KPI thing and the relationship to the tools, so we're good. So let's jump right over to the news and show review. Now, this week's hospitality news that you should know. So our show today was about the last day of the way it's been, and it is. Um, as of July 1st, we are now only in GA4 world, which I thought was a bit of a shock as we talked about on the show, that for most of the past year and a half, two years, that this has been aware that this transition was going to happen, it always gave the feel, or it was always felt by everybody, that it'd be similar to a Microsoft OS upgrade. Hey, we're going to go to the new platform. Doesn't mean the old platform breaks. Uh, but we're just not going to be maintaining it anymore. And we all knew, thought that, well, that meant that some things won't begin to work or that they would be outdated or the data isn't being whatever. But come this past February, all of a sudden we get the notifications, if you don't tune to GA4, this data will stop. They were just going to make it go dark. And that was, I felt, for a lot of people that I talked with, and myself included, a bit of a revelation. Didn't expect that it was just going to not be there anymore. Uh, if anything, just thought it was just going to be a... Oh, uh, we'll kind of use it until we can, don't find it as accurate as the new stuff. Nope, it was, a, it was a hard line. And that hard line is tomorrow. And that means after tomorrow, what we look at now, and to be fair, it's not totally dark. Um, uh, very key components of it go dark, but some of the data there will still be there to be used. It just won't be available as usable. And a lot of the tracking and trigger stuff doesn't work anymore as well. So fundamentally, it is going dark. Um 
and we're going to have to deal with what GA4 provides. I can say for the default forwarding that I seem to a lot of people saying, oh, no worries. It's just, uh, it says, do you want to move up to GA4? And I hit the button, it takes care of it. No, it doesn't. It does not do that. It's going to default you to some very basic levels. And I can guarantee you the default levels when it comes for hospitality industry, businesses are not good default levels. You're going to get, at best, relative vanity metrics. And that is traffic and, well, they don't call it bounces, but, you know, just general numbers that aren't as useful as the data that they are now collecting, which is, as we discussed in the live show, an inversion of how they did it before. Before, and I know it sounds repetitive because I just talked about it a few hours ago on the show, before you identified what you wanted to track. I want these people, when they come in, when they do this, I want to follow them. And when they did this, I want to know this. And if they did this action, I want to do goals and events. And you had to pick the paths that you were following. You were following entities that were going in, users that were going in, sessions that were happening. GA4 is in the inversion of that. There, Everything is being tracked. You define what it is you want to know from it, which means you're like uh, the movie out of iRobot where you have to ask the right question. It's not so much that you have to pre-identify to get the data that you want. You have to be able to know what you want to identify to get the data that's already there, used. It sounds similar, but it's actually uh, two different ways of approaching the data. GA4 is going to be more about audience building and understanding the audience's engagements than it is about selecting what you want to know about the audience. How's that? It's an inversion to it. And this is the last day of how it was. And it will be different going forward. And it will have its own hiccups and ripples and wrinkles and everything else. I do know firsthand a lot of companies that have been blowing this off and kicking the can down the road are going to get caught with their proverbial pants down. They are ill-prepared for the change and transition that this is creating. Um, for the companies that half-weighed it, where they waited until the last minute to make the change, they are going to go dark with their year-over-year data because they didn't convert over to GA4 at least 14 months ago so that there is a continuity of the data moving forward. And for those that did it very early, they're going to start dropping off data unless they have a new way of understanding that they need to find a place to store the data that it will drop off after 14 months. So they need to create a big query account to put the data over for. We talked about a little bit on that on the live show. So there's lots of stages of denial that people are in. The reality of it is it's going to happen in spite of their lack of understanding of it or preparation of it. And it will have repercussions based on the variances of both. So for that, there is the ever-present, well, I wonder how that's going to work out for them. We're month, the months ahead, we'll come to see what that means, especially as we go into what will be budget season, and we're going to go start looking for numbers that will have gap points in them if you didn't have the proper preparations in place. So our show today, being this is the last of the world of universal analytics usage, is the last day of the way it's been. And that was our topic for the live show. So there you have it. Remember, you can find us on Google Play, Apple, iTunes, iHeartRadio, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Spotify, Pandora, TuneIn. The list goes on 39 platforms and counting. Um, you can even catch up with us by just simply asking Amazon's Alexa, Google Assistant, or Apple Siri to just simply play the Hospitality Marketing Podcast, and it will play the latest episode. Of course, no matter which one you may use, if you like the show, please rate us and leave a comment. Of course, that helps others discover it. Uh, the content, as well as gives us the feedback as to whether you like what we're saying or have suggestions of what we're saying. Actually, you've actually you can always send me an email, Lauren at hospitalitydigitalmarketing.com. Uh, I respond to every email related to the podcast and the live show. Um, 
and any comments or feedbacks you have, you can also go to hdm.news forward slash talkback and either answer the audio question we ask every week for the podcast or the live show, or leave your own comments and then tell me the permissions that I have to refer to or use the comments that you make. Uh, that's at hdm.news forward slash talkback. Uh, of course, by all means, all of our podcasts are on our podcast channel. Just look for, like I said, our podcast anywhere. If, if this is the first time you're hearing us, by all means, smash the subscribe button wherever you discovered us. Um, and we do this every week. So you can catch us every week with new material, new tools, new functionalities, and so forth. You also can catch us on our radio station, hospitalityradio.com. Uh, it's a legit station. We're on 26 different platforms globally. Uh, we're in 111 countries uh, via radio broadcast. Uh, for that, we also, of course, have our TV show. But all of our I Love Lucy reruns for both the live show and also the podcast are available on our website, hospitalitychannel.tv. If you want to join us on TV, uh, you can go to your Roku TV, Google TV, Amazon TV, Apple TV, Samsung TV. Look for Hospitality Channel. It's there. The live show is always on the free side of it. There's a pay gateway for more content, but I'm not pushing it. I'm just telling you the live show is always on the free side. Even on Twitch, we broadcast on Twitch. Facebook, LinkedIn, YouTube, Twitter, uh, all of those are available for watching our show live every week. Um, and then again, once again, the hospitality radio station for the audio podcast, which is this. So with that, my name is Lauren Gray. I thank you for the privilege of your time and look forward to talking to you next week. You have been listening to This Week in Hospitality Marketing, the podcast show 412, brought to you by Hospitality Digital Marketing and in support of the HSMAI, Hospitality Sales and Marketing Association International, all right reserved copyright 2023. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.